The views and opinions expressed on this episode are those of the speaker and do not necessarily reflect the views, opinions, or philosophies of the PFC Entertainment Network or any of the affiliates that make this show possible. This show has also been rated M for mature audiences only. You're listening to the Pure Fury Creations Entertainment Network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Hanging with the Hitman. I'm Todd Gilbert. And I am Brett Forney, also known as the Hitman. And we are coming to you today, June 12th. Today is our season finale. That's right. Just like TV shows, we have seasons. Fa- well, we are a TV show, aren't we? Kind of? We are. Yeah. Yes, we're on I mean, YouTube, right? Right? I mean, we got um, this. I mean, which, you, can, you can listen to the show or you can mm-hmm. watch it on YouTube, which is essentially the new TV anyway. So. Yes, I wonder. That's. Yeah. I think there's a lot of people that don't know that we are actual visual stars as well on the YouTube channel. Um, not only are our voices heard through the streams of wherever, but we also have our pretty faces to show the people on our. I'm ready for my close-up, Mr. Demille. I have never been more self-conscious <laughs> of myself in my life. I don't like this. I really don't like this. The more you think about it, the more I feel like trapped in. I don't know what that is. I don't like that feeling. I don't like it. So, so, so does that mean what? that we're like eligible for like Emmys and stuff? I, I mean, I would think so. I think that's, I'm not exactly sure how it works. And, and does that make us celebrities? Um, well, I mean, of course it makes us celebrities. If somebody knows who we are, we are celebrities. You know what I mean? Yes. All right. Well, first of all, I'll be in my trailer. You let me know when you're done with the show. No. Uh, <laughs> right. I'll carry on. I'll carry on. Right. You carry on without me. No, but. Uh, I'll so, carry on. Don't get all starry eyed. <laughs> so, today being our season finale, what that means is we're going to take a couple months off, uh, but not completely. So, uh, today is going to be the last episode of this season. We're going to have a special uh, episode in the middle of July, just so you all don't forget about us. And then, starting the second weekend in August, we will be back. Full force every week, back in your ear holes for season two of Hanging with the Hitman, and then it's good to break it up into seasons. You know, you take a take a month or so yeah. off to yeah. kind of recharge the batteries and get some new wacky ideas, and you know, come and you back don't home. know. Yeah, then you can kind of like you can put it together of how long you've been doing this, you know. And we've never actually done that because we've done this on and off for about five years or so. Don't yeah. you think? Yeah, or maybe longer. So this maybe. is the this is the third iteration of our show. Our show started as mm-hmm. a YouTube show back in, during the pandemic, and yeah. then after that, we were on the radio for a brief moment with Solid State Radio. Uh, shout out to them. Yes. Um, and then we found this new avenue here with uh, the PFC uh, Entertainment Network. 
which, uh, you know, again, thanks to Jason and everybody involved for having us as part of your, uh, your, uh, podcast family, so to speak. And now, you yeah. know, we're, we're part of a network of shows, which is really cool. And we, you know, we're, we're having a lot of fun doing this and I can't wait for season two. I already have a couple of fun ideas that we'll talk about when we're not filming. Cause I don't want to spoil right, it. Right. For sure. No, for sure. For sure. But all that aside, it is time to roll on with episode 15 today. This is episode 15. We've done 15 of these wow. That's 15 weeks. Wow. That's 15 weeks. Wow. That's right? almost like a half of a half a year or something. I don't know. I, I don't do math. What? <laughs> so a little over about three and a half weeks. So not even, yeah, not even. No, three, I know. Three but and three half of months, those. Three and a half months, I should yeah. say. Sorry. That's what I was saying. Three times three makes nine, right? So then you had a couple more months after the three more, and then you got a year. So it's almost, it's almost like a year, but not. I don't math. I mean, you can ask many of my friends when Todd starts doing math. <laughs> When Todd starts doing math, everything goes out the window. It's bad. But I'm, <laughs> I'm joking. I, I can do math a little better than that. I can't. I'm just messing around. Also, Four times season, three is 12. That's all I'm saying. Right. Also, <laughs> also, the first season of a show is always shorter than the rest of them. So, you know. Yeah, it's kind of like a pilot. Pilot. Uh, right. See how it goes kind of a thing, you know. And it went well. Unless so we get canceled. Uh-oh. I don't know. Hopefully Jason, not. Jason, Hopefully don't cancel not. us. We're, we're, we can Please change. Don't. We can change. No. Um, <laughs> so today we're going to get rolling with our episode like we do every episode uh, nowadays with our celebration of people that make more money than everybody that, that we know and people that, uh, you know, well, they're celebrities and it's their birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, celebrities. You're rich and that's cool. So starting out today, sportscaster Marv Albert. Remember Marv Albert? Turns yeah, 81 turns 81 today. Actor Jason Muse from Jay and Silent Bob fame turns 48. Actor Dave Franco, the not crazy one of the Franco brothers, turns 37 today. <laughs> Drummer Bunny Carlos of Cheap Trick is 71 and still kicking ass. Uh, singer oh, yeah. Meredith Brooks, you might remember her from her uh, hit single Bitch years and years ago, is now 64. Rapper Grandmaster mm. D of Houdini. Turned 60 oh. years old today. Blues guitar nice. legend Kenny Wayne Shepard is 45. And current AEW superstar, former WWE superstar and Hall of Famer, the world's strongest man, Mark Henry, is 51 years old today. Happy oh, birthday, nice. all of you. Hey, can I ask a question of this, uh, kind of relating to this? Um, when you were naming out those songs, or those songs, those um people's birthdays and they were singers in there and when you were naming them off were you thinking of a song every time that you said their name of like one of their songs like i mean there's almost like, th like three of them that have songs but yeah yeah <laughs> no but i mean the ones that you were saying i'm like well it's like every time you said that name i heard a song from that right. person in my head it's, it's, <laughs> like it was their intro to that person and when you i know, said marv that. albert i'm sure the espn sports center thing <laughs> i can't yeah. you know 
Don't yes. sue us, ESPN. Yep. Um, so today we're going to do some reviews uh, in, a, in a few. Uh, it's going to be kind of the main event of our episode. <clears throat> uh, we're going to be reviewing the new Foo Fighters album as well as the new Michael J. Fox documentary that we both just watched. Uh, but before we get to that, I believe it is your turn for the album of the week. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> I'll make this short and sweet. It's uh, the day of the filming that we're doing this today is actually June 7th, which also happens to be, you know, uh, Prince's birthday. Oh. And so I figured that since I'm wearing, yeah, since I'm wearing the shirt already, because I feel like having a tour shirt or any kind of shirt of an artist that you like, you must wear their shirt on their birthday. That's just some kind of weird policy that I have. I don't know why that is, but if you know it's their birthday or don't forget that it's their birthday, you wear their shirt. So and, does that, you know, almost does like that mean, in, does that mean I need to get you a Todd Gilbert t-shirt to wear on my birthday? Yeah, I wear a Todd Gilbert. If you, yeah, anybody that has any kind of birthday, if you have a shirt, I'll wear your shirt on, that, yeah. on that day. Because I'm all about I'm all about shirts. Okay, <laughs> so we're going way back to actually right around this. I think it was in March when this album came out of 1987, and mm. I should have picked up the vinyl again. But this is the the box set for Prince's album called "Sign of the Times." It's actually the CD box. You. But I, I okay. got you. There we go. There we go. Okay, good. Okay, good. <clears throat> so yeah, this is um this is too, like I said before that this is way too much information for some people but i just you know um talk about the 16 songs that make up the the album it's a two album set or two mm -hmm. disc set whatever you have to play it on um princess this is the the album that, yeah. <clears throat> yes this is yeah um this is the album that gives you songs like uh you got the look with sheena easton which was a number one billboard hit and you got uh, which other ones did we say? Uh, oh, if I was your girlfriend, uh, yes, was on there. Uh, Let me pull it out here. I could never take the place of your man. Was on I there. I mean, when that you was look Lord's at favorite. that was he rocked when, out on that one. What's insane when you look at the track list for Prince Sign at the Times, it reads almost like a greatest hits in some ways. Like when you're going right down the list, <laughs> you've got things like Sign of the Times. You got Play in the Sunshine. Yes. You got House Quake. I mean, who here knows about the quake? We do. Bullshit. I mean, really? <laughs> we, got, we, got the ballad of, we got the ballad of Dorothy Parker. We got Slow Love. Yes. Oh, Slow Love, man. You I think Slow Love is probably one of his best slow songs ever. Yes. And like you said, uh, if I was your girlfriend, I could never take the place of your man. The, the cross, like, oh. Yeah. And the last song, See, a, there's, a, a yeah. door. Oh. A door, yes. Yes. It's going to be a beautiful night. Um, yeah. It's going to be a beautiful night. It's on there. That's a live track. See, on there, you got like a live track if you want live. You know, so it's got everything. It's got the it's got the fucky prince. It's got a rock prince with I Can Never Take the Place of Your Man. It's got some slow jams on there. It's got a political song on there. It's got some romantic stuff. It's got everything. It's got everything you want. It's got, and yeah. all the songs that probably, like I always say this, but Certain albums hit me at a certain time, and they got to almost mm -hmm. line up with whatever I'm feeling at the time. And that one did that one for me when I got that. I had only known about you know the song side of the times at first. I think that was the only thing that I knew about at the time. But then bought the album, and that was I really believe, but I think that was kind of late in life to have it. But I remember that 
being played on my, one of my very first um, CD players, but that would be 1987. I yeah. could have swore that I had a CD player before that, but I remember playing that on a CD player. That would, but I bought the record first. Okay, that's what it was. I bought the album, of course, when it came out. But a few years later, that was the very first CD that I bought for my CD player. But the fair, when I bought that on vinyl for the first time was the first day. Just happened to be at the record store because I worked there, and mm-hmm. we. I bought it. We listened to it all day long while we were selling it because that whenever anybody like that would have an album come out, I mean, anybody big like that, it would be a big day for us, you know, to try yeah. to keep all of that person's stuff in stock. But it was a big deal. That album was a huge deal. And I just fell in love with that album from the first day. Every yeah. song, put them together, separate them, whatever. I just like it. Every song. And that's the crazy thing. Like when I was a kid, <clears throat> You know, you're exposed to things like When Doves Cry and Purple Rain and, you know, all the the, the stereotypical big songs, you know. But not until you yeah. and I started really hanging out and you showed me your Prince collection of stuff. And you're like, yeah, but check this song out. Check this song out. And I went through and went back through the discography after that. And this album, Sign of the Times, is the one that I kept coming back to and has become mm-hmm. like you has become my favorite prince album of all time now yeah. it's just it is sure. so good the yeah. production is amazing the the musicians are incredible all the songs the songwriting it's just every song hits and it, and it hits you different and it's just it's so good it's a masterpiece it would be you know they have those classic album specials on tv mm-hmm. for me it would be yeah. this album well I mean, that was, I have to say too, that this one was, you know about that one. This was first going to be a three album set and it was going to be called Crystal Ball. It was changed around. It came into being this. And this was also at the time when he was breaking up the revolution. So oh. songs that were in demo form, maybe some songs that were demo form with the revolution, mm-hmm. they were taken off of this. They were taken off of this or reworked or re whatever, redone. And so this would have been the next, um, revolution album but it didn't really turn out to be like that because that's kind of when everything was falling apart and he was breaking the band up because he wanted to change when it all went to maybe hell. that's good because <laughs> but i'm no this is right before that but i feel like this was his big biggest creative time in the world if you're ever <laughs> yeah. able to hear all the deluxe box set versions and all that of different things and not just versions but there's three more albums worth of music that are just the stuff that he just passed and put it to a side, you know, yeah. when he made this. But so every, what I'm saying creatively, I feel like every song could be a hit because it sounds like every song could be a hit. Even even the weird one, Starfish and Coffee. You know, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what that yeah. means, man. Butterscotch, butterscotch clouds and tangerines and I'll tell you exactly what, later on. Well, I mean, you might not want to know. I'll let you know. You know, I think the problem is, a, is though. A, you know what I think the problem is, though? I didn't set my mind free, so that's why I don't understand. That's pretty much what you need to do first. That's first it says and foremost. so right in the song. I just, I guess I didn't. It really, that he tells you. I try to let you know that when Prince let us know something, you, you need to listen. You need to listen because he's telling us something. Every it might day. not be something we want to hear. <laughs> right. Like Every when day. I, like when I found out what Little Red Corvette was really about. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Um, but that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but that is our album of the week, ladies and gentlemen. The Hitman's pick, Prince's Sign of the Times, right here 
We both have it. He has multiple copies. I just have this one. He's a bigger Prince collector than I am, but I love this album. But this is a, a masterpiece of an album. <clears throat> definitely one that if you're a music fan of any kind, you need to listen to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So sure. now to get... Oh, wait, but before we do that, I'm a little thirsty. Oh. And, you know, man, in, in, wish... tribute, in tribute to the purple one, to the man who made this album and made many albums, the man who made many dreams come true. That's right. We're going to throw one up to the purple one. It's sippy time, ladies and gentlemen. So if you got a drink sip, handy... Sip, I wish I would have been... If, 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 <laughs> if you got a drink handy... Whenever we do sippy time, sipping it with us here. I, I got some fruit punch going on. What you got going on over there? I got some DP, you know. Some, um, what? You know. Um, oh, Doctor you know, Pepper. You know, everybody likes a little. Yeah, everybody likes a little DP now and again, don't they? I mean, it's true. You know, I mean, like what? Um, so, little sippy time. This goes out to Prince right here. Hold on. Yep, let's sip on it. The carbonation get you? <laughs> too much, too much bubble, man. Too much bubble. My mouth is like you are opening, whether you have stuff in it or not. You are opening. We almost saw the death of the hitman right here on the show. Oh man, don't die on us, man. Don't I'm good. Die on no, us, I'm, man. Good. I'm good, man. <laughs> and so we're gonna get uh, to I'm our to good, our. Man. <laughs> So, get to what this episode's about here. Uh, in Sponsors? Next yeah, not yet. No. I wish Dr. Pepper sponsored no, us. No, 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 no. Give us a call, Dr. Pepper. We'll, one day, we'll, one day. We'll let you sponsor us, man. Love Dr. Pepper. It's, my fa- it's one of my fa- It's probably my favorite drink of all time. Cherry Dr. Pepper. But it's got to be diet for me. Have or you tried one. Have, I you tried the, or. have you tried the strawberries and cream Dr. Pepper? I just finished my last oh. can, and I really wish that somebody would send me a new one, because I just finished the last one. I've let it kind of mix in with my other Dr. Peppers because I had the cherry one too. Mix it in back and forth. I just drank my very last one last night. See, you could be a sponsor without you know sending us money. You could just send us cases of strawberry and cream Dr. Pepper. I, I, you would, know? I drink. I drink a pop once a day anyway. Either way, I'm drinking a pop. Might as well be Dr. Pepper. Right. I can talk about it. <laughs> so we did the album of the day or week. Sorry, I can talk today. <clears throat> And we're also going to be reviewing an album today on our show that just dropped on Friday. This album is the brand new album from Foo Fighters called But Here We Are. Here I have the uh, the, the vinyl here. Hitman's got the CD right there for those of you I watching have, at home. I got the little CD. Yeah, I went and got the uh, I got the white vinyl. It's the nice. So it's pretty cool. But uh, is there album, different ones? Is there different ones? There's two. There's black and there's white. But you can get either yeah, or yeah, from yeah, their okay. website. No, not that. You can, okay. you, but you can get them on their website. <laughs> uh, I don't know what the ones in the stores okay. are. I'm not for sure if there's like any in any record store exclusives. I'm not I'm not for sure. Um I don't think there is. I saw the I, I saw this on at a at a store where I got the C D from and I saw it, but I didn't see any sticker that said exclusive. Yeah. But this album, let me tell you, like, it's an, I, I was really moved by it. You know, mm-hmm. the, knowing what it's about, you know, for those of you who don't know yeah. or, or have been living under a rock for the last year, 
Um, <clears throat> Foo Fighters drummer Taylor Hawkins passed away a little over a year ago. And a month after that, Dave Grohl's mom passed away. So Dave lost two of the closest people in his universe pretty much at the same time. Yeah. yeah. And this entire album yeah. is Dave and the band processing loss. You know, mm-hmm. it's talking about the grieving process and what you go through emotionally. <clears throat> and there are songs that are very obviously about Taylor. There's ones that are obviously about his mom. Um, the song, the teacher on here, which is about his mom <clears throat> is just, Oh, it gives, it gives you chills. And it's, and it's cool because he does some experimental things in this record that you don't hear Foo Fighters do a lot. Like the teacher has like movements and parts to it. Which I thought was really cool. <clears throat> and it, it kicks off with the two big singles that have just been released with uh, rescued and under you, which are both, phenomenal songs and yes. you know mm-hmm. but then it moves into the deeper like heavier hitting stuff and like there's so many standout tracks like, on um, here mm-hmm. yeah um, i was trying to tell you remember like uh we were talking about this album before that like i said my favorite song in here is called the glass yeah and it's just kind of like i can't reach you under the glass this kind mm-hmm. of stuff. It's, it's the metaphor through this whole theme. This whole theme through this whole album is kind of it's it's a little sad, but you know it's just him kind of grieving and whatever. And mm-hmm. I understand that with his best friend and his mom dying within a month of each other. I mean, he's got to like be able to process that <laughs> somehow. It might have been a couple um, months, but I know I know it was really really close. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, there's some songs on here like I was telling you before with the song that. The glass sounds to me like it could have been, like I told you before, it could have been if if Jeff Lynne was producing Tom Petty and then put Nirvana's drummer in the mix um, and then put a song out. <laughs> I know, can hear that. It feels to I me really like... Could. Yeah. You know, I, because especially in the verses of that song, it's very, you know, it's just like an acoustic guitar, kind of breezy. Yeah. Kind of like when he was, Tom Petty was in his storytelling 90s with Into the Great Wide Open and, you know, Last Dance with Mary Jane and those kind of times. Mm-hmm. It has that vibe to me with this song. And then the next thing you know, with the last song, Rest. Oh, that song, man, that that song made me cry. I'm not going to lie. Yes. Yes. It was so, now, I know you. Oh, it was so raw and so like, you could feel everything he was feeling in that song. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? It was and, almost like that was his release at the end. Don't you think? It was kind of big release. That's what all that was. Yeah, because it starts out like really quiet, really sparse, really like minimalistic mixing, very, very raw. Mm-hmm. And then out of nowhere, the song just explodes. It. And yeah. it gives off like... like a primal scream kind of vibe where Mm -hmm. he's just shouting into the, into the, into the abyss of Mm -hmm. getting, getting all the frustration out. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I think, I I think anybody who's ever dealt with serious loss, and I'm sure most people that are listening to this have, this album will hit you in ways that you won't expect it to. 
Because I was expecting it to be sad, of course, and like a little like moving and everything. But there was a couple of songs that freaking knocked me out of my seat and emotionally. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, you know what, too, though? And that's kind of more when you get into, I mean, I know the first two songs are about sadness, too, if you just listen to the words. But musically, it gives me the vibe of the first album by them, the Foo Fighters first one, which was all him anyway, mm-hmm. all Dave. But don't you think that it kind of gives that whole, like, these two songs could have fit perfectly on the, maybe the yeah. first album or second, couple, two, three of the definitely, first few albums could have it, fit perfectly. Definitely the second one, because the second one was Dave on drums again, but with the band, too. And, yes. like, yeah. these these those two songs could fit right with Monkey Wrench and My Hero and Everlong that's and all that That's my favorite stuff, album. You know? That's my, that's my favorite album by them, but, you know, Color that, that was shape. my favorite mm-hmm. one. It's so yeah, good. that's my favorite one. My favorite. I just love that one. I think my favorites. I don't know if I could pick a like a number one favorite, but I think my if yeah. I I could go three. My three favorites of theirs oh. in no particular we'll order. Do three. Okay, what in no particular order would be for me would be wasting yes. light. I love wasting light. Yes. Rope is just such a great song. Like walk, yes. bridge burning, all that. Everything on there is great. Um, Medicine at Midnight. I absolutely love that album. A lot of Foo Fighters yes. fans, like the 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 reviewers, kind of give that album shit, which I don't understand because I think the album's amazing. Um, and wow. then probably Color in the Shape, like you said, because mm-hmm. it's, it's mm-hmm. undeniable. It's undeniable how good it is. Yeah, you know. Um, see, it's hard because if you think about it, it's hard to do if you want to go in order. So we don't. I don't feel like sometimes. We just give a top three. We don't have to be a one, two, three kind of a no, thing. We just no. give all three are good. Just out of the three, out of, out of the, all of them, that these are the three that we really like. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I feel like it, for different things, though, I like Color, color and Shape because that, that was like when I kind of finally gave in, like Nirvana was never going to be, so give it up. Give it in, give in to him because these mm-hmm. are good songs. Give in to him, you know, because it just had ah, nice little songs, fluffy. You're on an airplane in the video, cute. But then, well, that this was a album, album, but yeah, he got. I don't know, no, that's what I'm saying. From before, <laughs> from the first album when they're well, going to do corny things, was like four albums in or something. But no, they were. Doing, I know, but they were doing some corny things though at the beginning. Oh yeah, too. yeah, yeah, like the like yeah, the Fruit so, commercial. Yeah. With the Mentos, yes, that's, that's the one I'm talking. That's the one I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. It was cute and all, but so then you, you know, when they start, you know, I start kind of just listening to them. So I got to give that one as their my favorite. But then I like this, you know, Medicine Midnight, just because it's probably because for the same reason that we both like the, you know, Chris Gaines and Country People Don't. Mm. Um, for you know, what I mean, that's probably the same kind of, mm-hmm. you know, what I'm saying like it's because. Maybe they went outside of their norm and they weren't rocking out on every song. They might have had a little dance influence, maybe in there in the mix, and yeah. that was kind of giving a whole different vibe. And that was cool for them to do that. Yeah. It doesn't mean that that's all they're going to do from now on. It's just for this time, you know. So I love right. that album for that. But I also love the first <laughs> album for Dave doing that all by himself and getting the contract and mm-hmm. having all those good songs because I liked them before. I just wasn't into them. You go back and listen to the first album; it's all have. Those are some great songs. You just go like, "What if could have maybe that would have never happened if the you know, if God forbid, yeah, like, like you know, like, the, like maybe I'll, like I'll Kurt stick around. Lived, but 
Like I'll stick around is such mm-hmm. a jam. Oh my God. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's not saying yeah. this new album doesn't deserve to be up there too, but like no. I, there's no. not an album of theirs. I don't like, you know what I mean? I no. like them all. Like, this will go into a list. This will be part of it. This is this is only three. You know, this is a weekend pretty much for us. So yeah. we got to give it time. We got to right. give it time. I've listened to it at least two or three times though, and I just yeah, I me too. It. I love it every uh, time. Every time it gets better. <clears throat> and I'm really glad that Dave and the band decided to continue instead of just hanging it up. There were people that were like. Oh, since Taylor's gone, the band should just give it up because it's not Foo Fighters without Taylor Hawkins. Well, Taylor didn't come in until the third album. And while I'm not mm-hmm. discounting how important Taylor was, because Taylor mm-hmm. took mm-hmm. what Dave created and the vibe that the band had made and took it to a next level that that was just amazing. But <clears throat> there's still five people in that band just because one un- unfortunately tragically passes away doesn't mean those five people don't want to play together anymore. And yeah. so them going on and finding a new drummer in Josh freeze, which I think was a phenomenal choice. He's doing great. <clears throat> um, I think it's a great thing. And, you know, people I've seen people kind of nitpicking at Josh a little bit saying that he's not like Taylor and all this other stuff. Well, I got news for you, people. Nobody is, and you're never going to hear another person like Taylor, ever. Yeah, ever. We're right. never going to. We're never going to hear another Buddy Rich. We're never going to hear another Neil Peart. We're never going to hear another Taylor Hawkins. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. So, yeah. embrace what the band is trying to do, and kind of hang on for the ride for a minute. Because also, like, I mean, they they sound great, but like they're still finding their vibe with each other again. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's really mm-hmm. cool to watch live footage from like people that tape it and stuff and see like Dave and Pat and them like geek out when Josh does something cool, you know, or, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're learning to be a band again. And I, mm-hmm. I love that. I love that they too. aren't afraid to take that jump. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I hope that they like do I'm t- around the album's, like after this, Ooh, that'd be great. Yeah, I think this uh, this album, like I was saying, you know, it's gonna take me a little bit of time. Like I said, the first time I listened to it for the very first time, I was like, yeah, you know, it takes me a couple times. I don't catch on sometimes, except for something really pops out. But this one was a slow mover for me. Yeah, because I thought I gotta listen to the words. I think that this is what this album is. It's not just rocking out. You really gotta listen to the words. Because I started hearing things. I'm like, let me listen to this. And then when you do that, when you're doing both, there's some people who want to just rock out and hear the yeah. music and don't care about the words, or vice versa. But to me, it's kind of like if it's both, that's great. But in my mind, I'm kind of deciding: is this more of a funky dance song, or is I'm not, am I trying to listen to the words to this? That's just yeah. how I am, you know. Yeah. So at first, at mm-hmm. first, I'm just listening to the rock and roll sounds, like I said, like some old Foo Fighters from way back. And then starting to listen to the words, I'm like, damn, let me just sit down. Hold up, hold on, let me sit down and listen right. to this. So I sit down, and it's so, it's so great how he. You know, when people write songs, they're not trying to be too specific so it can fit in with anybody's life, you know. Yeah. And that's what he's done with this. 
you can think about what you think he's thinking about, probably know what he's thinking about at this time. Maybe not, maybe it's something different. But so you think you know, and so he's telling you, but you can use this song in your own life too, if you want to. Yeah. And, uh, can help yourself out of a, a funk. Usually it's, there's songs and this are trying to be uplifting. I won't see you again, but I'll try to see you, you know, when we do, uh, I'll be happy and that kind of stuff. So there's usually yeah. a happy ending to his, his song. So well, I yeah, love that like he, The line about, uh, we'll see each other again in the warm Virginia sun. Yes. That's the last. And that's his mom. That's, that was, that that's his mother's name. And, Teacher. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, Oh man. <clears throat> but yeah. So definitely we would give this a lot of thumbs up. Go check it out if you haven't. Foo Fighters, but here we are. Just a love the cover. Yeah, just very white. Um very sparse. There is a design, but you gotta really squint. Um I mean, am I is it me? Am I too old to see it? Is that what it is? Am I maybe. too old to see it? That's what I wanna know. Maybe. Am I too old to see it? Can you see it pretty good? Yeah. Can you you can see you can see words. On the back? No. You can see uh, oh, yeah. no. Uh, that's word, what I'm asking. That's what really I'm asking. Hard, the words are really hard to read on there, but um, can you see on the CD what it looks like? Yeah, you can. If the light hits it, you can words. tell there's words there. But you know, yeah, you can tell. That's the con. That's the uh, key word in that <laughs> question. You can tell. You can tell like there might be some more. <laughs> but don't let the album art deter you. Check the record out. It's pretty. It's pretty great. <laughs> no, the record is good. Um, I just think they might want to do some with the. But I, I get it. They just want to be sparse about it because that's what this music is supposed to be. So I get mm-hmm. it. I get it. And the last thing we were going to talk about today. Um, so at the recommendation, and I've wanted to see it anyway, but then you told me you watched it. And I'm yeah, like, yeah. Man, I need to mm-hmm. watch this so we could talk about it. I today just watched the new Michael J. Fox documentary still. And mm-hmm. I got to tell you, there are, there was so many things he talked about that hit me like a ton of bricks that I could relate to that. I understood where he was coming yeah. from um, as somebody with a disability, like he is and not the same kind or whatever, but like somebody that has the same thoughts and doubts and things like he would have, it was really moving to see him putting everything about his life right out front and letting you see everything he goes like the stuff that and we won't spoil the whole documentary because we want people to watch it and enjoy it for themselves but there's a lot of moments in the movie where you see him nowadays with a personal trainer that he has yeah and this guy is teaching him how to walk and teaching him how to like find balance in the way he has to walk now and how he falls all the time and he breaks bones and everything. And like, but the, the, and it's so powerful, but the way it was filmed was so cool too, because what they did is they took footage from all of his films and TV shows and kind of used that and manipulated them in a way to tell the story he's speaking about with that footage. So they're like, yeah. you know, he's like, Oh, uh, then I rushed out of the room for blah, blah, blah. And it's like, him from secret of my success running down the hallway or something, you know, like yes, just yes, stuff yes. like that. And, and they had stand in actors, but the whole movie is narrated by now Michael J. Fox. 
which was really cool. And like, yes. it, it's amazing to me, like what he goes through every single day, just to be able to, to mm-hmm. make it through a day. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I don't, he, when he I, like, yeah. First, yeah. No, I was going to say when, um, I've, I've always liked him because we've talked about, you know, mm-hmm. Steven Spielberg being my favorite director yeah. uh, and then Back to the Future being probably my second favorite movie of all time. And so, you know, um, I've always just like, I thought it was such a great thing when he was making the movie and, you know, and then Family Ties at the same time. Back yeah. I loved all that. I, I've been keeping it up on him for a long time. But so, you know, it really took me by surprise too when I, you know, when this, when he came out to say that this was like 1991 and you go back and look at all the footage and he was holding a pen or a plan or a, a computer bag or something in almost <laughs> every one of those shows on Spin City that I never really, maybe other people would have noticed, but I call it the <clears throat> Bob Dole because Bob yeah. Dole used to do that too, hold a pen in his hand. Yeah. And like, in fact, I'm doing it right now. And in fact, like the, the framing of how we're sitting is so you don't see it. So I understand completely what it's done, what what it's about. But no. So anyway, I feel (laughs) so he tried to hide it for that long, you know, and that Mm -hmm. was what he wanted to do. And now I feel like with him, with this story, especially a lot of I think a lot of people really don't get what it is that they think that he has. And this is trying to show people what he has to do just to malfunction during the day or not malfunction, just to function and not malfunction during the day. He has Mm -hmm. to take all this medication. He has to time everything out if he has it interview and you know it's just really a lot of work yeah. and yes i'm sure gotta take a nap in between those times somewhere in that and plus um, he's also you know 60 some years old man you know and there's a part where like he's really struggling with like his therapy mm-hmm. and he's he like sits yeah. down and he's like and it's a fly on the wall thing it's not for the documentary yeah and right the trainer says you know it's okay to be frustrated. You don't have to be Michael J. Fox all the time. And he says, and it made me cry. He said that what he is doing in his life and that he's been told by people that it is, he's inspires them to do things they normally didn't think they could do or to push through all these other things. And he said, I've been given this humongous responsibility and I don't want to fuck it up. And, and like that kind of mm-hmm. pressure that he puts on himself when in reality, every single mm-hmm. one of us would be okay with him just taking a vacation. You know what I mean? Going away like, to an island never to be heard of again. You know? I don't know about all that, but like, I'd like to at least know he's okay. But like, it's... I don't mean desert the <laughs> motherfucker. I'm just saying... <laughs> <laughs> But I'm saying maybe him and his family can move. I'm not saying like right. go take him out like he's got like a disease where you know right. he left hey. on an island like a leper or something. Right, right, right. No, <laughs> I. Uh, but I love, I love the honesty of the film. His wife is amazing. Yeah. Um, oh my god! And that she has stuck Tracy. by him since 1988. And is still mm-hmm. you when watching that you can tell they're can still I? they're still madly in love with each other. And can I can I please? Hmm. Can I? What? Can I please? Can you what? 
you know, because they met, where did they meet? Family Ties. They met on Family Ties, right? Yeah. And they had a song. What would you think? Right. That's right. all I can do. I can do that. Low little part. Otherwise, we'll get sued. And do you, want, do you know the side note? Side note, that was the very first song released on Rhino Records, which made it possible for them to have the big conglomerate, wow. whatever they call that. Uh, uh, yeah, that was the very first single, 40, whatever, 45. Mm-hmm. Can I mention one other thing? This might be a tie-in because I was thinking about this as I was scrolling through my playbook. I'll tell you about that after we want to wrap this up. But I got to tell you about one more thing after that about a movie that I feel like I want to mention yeah. so bad, and you'll know yeah. what, you'll you'll love you'll love. Can I talk okay. about it right this yeah, again? Yeah, it's yeah. just a little. On the way home, I had this playlist where it's just it's called like I forget what it's called like it's called No Changers. That means that. All the songs on this list, I will never change it. Whatever song it is, I will always listen to it because I love it that much, you know? Yeah. And so on this song, on this list, is The Wonders. That thing you do? The O-Neaters. The O-Neaters? Yeah, the O-Neaters. Captain Geach and the Shrimp Shack Shooters. (laughs) So I wish I was going to grab that video and, like, hold it up. I think that's... I think maybe we can do like a video and a music, just a little teeny one of one or the other. But like, yeah, I want to just say a big shout out. I want to see that movie right now because listening to that song just made me remember how much that movie and soundtrack is, how great both of those movie and soundtrack is. Too bad he's not in. I just want to put that in. Too bad. Too bad. Too too bad I'm going to have Fox with it in that one. But uh, it was also crazy. I know. I know. That was a good thing. No, you're fine. Like him, like watching him do video or videos, watching him do like talk shows recently promoting this documentary. And he was on The View, I think it was. Yeah, because Whoopi's The View, right? Yeah, that's where. Yeah. Yes. And he's talking about this documentary, and um, Whoopi says something to the effect of she always wished she could have worked with him. And he said, Well, I had an opportunity to work with you, and I passed on it. And she goes, really? What? And apparently he was supposed to be the lead part in Ghost. Wow. It was going to be Michael J. Fox and Demi Moore, not Patrick Swayze. And Michael J. Fox passed on it because he didn't think it would be worth doing. Whoops. And, And he said he always regrets passing on it because after seeing the film, he was like, wow, that would have been incredible to do. But... I think everybody ends up where they're supposed to. You know what I mean? Pretty sure that you know what you know what movie he did with me instead of that. I think, um, the one that the Night Ranger did the song about, um, the Secret of My Success. Yeah, that was the movie that he he chose to do instead because that's both 1987. That's a great so movie too, though. <laughs> so that was the movie he did instead. Mm-hmm. So you know, it all worked out. It all worked out. How we always talk about it, it all works out. Yeah. Somehow. It really Usually. Does. I don't think it all works out as much as that we don't care about it as much. It just lessens our intensity of how much we feel or what our feelings are about the thing. And then that kind of dies. The the anger or whatever it is kind of just goes back into mellowness. You know what I'm saying? This too shall pass. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's what mm-hmm. I'm trying to say. There's a great video yeah. online that's pretty recent of Tom Hanks at like an actor's round table and he says i wish in in my younger days i would have known about this too shall pass 
like meaning yeah. like, oh, you're you're angry, you're not things aren't going your way, you know, you just can't seem to catch a break. This too shall pass. Oh, you're happy. Mm-hmm. You think you got everything figured out. You think you know all the answers. This too shall pass. Meaning, you know, <clears throat> life moves on. Why dwell on anything like that when tomorrow's another day? Can I just not be a preacher and just say one? Because I know that we have talked about this before. And I'll make it real brief, I swear. It's just, I feel that, like I told people before, because I dealt with, you know, having um, the very first panic attack in like 1995 or whatever that was, or yeah. whatever. And then, so I had a friend of mine who also had panic attacks. They told me a couple of things. One of the, one of the things was, is that if you just carry, you know, if the, if the doctor prescribes you like a Xanax or whatever, if he prescribes, you don't just take it up streets, but if he right. does prescribe you something like that and you feel like you don't want to take it, all the time and you don't want to be drugged out i understand that but just carry it with you if you have a prescription bottle carry it with you because i swear that's one of the things for me anyway and it might be helpful i don't know if it's with other people maybe not but just try to see if if you have it on your on your person if you have it with you it really gave me the um just the anxiety released when i knew that just in case i have it just in case something happens i know how to fix it or yeah. make it kind of slow down a little bit. And right. the other thing is slow down. When you say slow down, time does not stop. It continues to keep going and going and going. So like I said before, if it's right now you're freaked out and you're worrying, you're just try to breathe for a couple of minutes and see if that doesn't work. And then five minutes is going to pass. Then you might feel a little better. And then just try to try to calm yourself and maybe think of some like happy thoughts. So I'm listening to some music. I always tell I always tell people whatever you, it is that takes you away, you know, music, TV, do that. And it, five minutes after that, maybe twenty minutes after that, it's gone, and you've already because see, time will keep on ticking and ticking. I'm not it's singing. I'm saying the words. I'm yeah. not singing the words. <laughs> I am. I am saying the words. But anyway, I feel like people have panic attacks. If that can help anybody. I know people probably think I'm just stupid, but I feel like in my case, and if that could help anybody else, just know that time really doesn't stop. So you're not going to stay in this state of panic forever. It's going to pass on. You know, you just got to give it a little time. As the age old adage says, time waits for no one. Yes, for sure. And, you know, definitely, Does that? Yeah. I, th- I think... This documentary is something everyone needs to see. I think Everybody. this Michael J. Fox documentary is so inspiring and eye-opening and honest and fun. And like, it's, it's all the emotions wrapped into one documentary. It's so well it done. Yeah. It's on Apple TV. Uh, also not a sponsor, but again, Apple, if you want to we sponsor could be. Us, I love you know, Apple. Reach out, man. I got, I Go got, Ted Lasso. I got you an iPhone. I got an iPhone. I got a. I, I'm, on I mean, an, I'm on a MacBook right now. We're recording this. You know. I'm on an iPhone talking with you. Right. I have. I have an iPad around. Yeah, I have a yeah, couple different you have things. AirPods yeah. in your ears. You know. You. You know. We, we mm-hmm. are Apple yeah. people, man. We're Apple people. So Apple, if you want to support we these are. Apple people, send us a message. Be great. <laughs> 
Um, and I think that's going to end it for today's episode for our season finale. Please make sure and go check out that documentary. If you like documentaries, even if you don't watch it anyway, um, but if he, does, it, yeah. if he doesn't win awards for this, like not him personally, but the filmmakers of this is such an incredible, different kind of approach to make yeah. a documentary. I thought, yeah. remember me telling you, do you remember me saying something like, I have never seen like this kind of what, I mean, it's yeah. just the, the way it's done, which is so like, I've never seen anything like that. It's just amazing. It's amazing. They got to win something. They have I to agree. win something. It's such a I, great, and if the word gets out, it's like a double, double great thing for it to be in existence because he's helping people. I think he probably will help a lot of people with this too because people with Parkinson's, a lot of times feel like they're alone and they can't do anything. And he's still up there falling over couches. He's all right. He got right. up. He got up. He's good. He's yep. good. Yep. All right. So, yeah, definitely check out this documentary and make sure to keep checking us out. We'll be back in July. If you'd like to check out episodes in the meantime, you can check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, everywhere you get your podcasts. We are part of the Pure Fury Creations Entertainment Network. You can find us wherever you find all of their shows. Or if you want to watch our beautiful faces, like we said before, and help us in, uh, make our way towards the YouTube Awards one year as uh, celebrities, you can uh, you can check us out on our YouTube channel at Hanging with the Hitman, and you can see our beautiful faces as we talk about random crap. Yeah. So that is going to do it for today. <laughs> and, and to wrap up this season, we'll be back with our uh, summer special in the middle of July. And then season two kicks off the second Monday in August. So stay tuned for that. But until then, my name is Todd Gilbert. And I am Brett the Hitman. And we will see you all on the flip side. Toodles till next season.